Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello friends, I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 10th day of May, 2022. There is still a lot of talk about Rich Strike and his amazing run for the Roses on Saturday. I have a friend and frequent listener to the program who knows the gaming industry quite well. I do not, except for the simple fact the house always wins. We talk often about the subject, and I am totally amazed at the amount of money some people will spend. If it's purely entertainment and within their means, it's their business, but still hard for me to grasp. The Daily Wire is reporting that just over a half million dollars was placed on Rich Strike to win. Those folks will collect in the neighborhood of $40 million. There was a record 179 million bet on the race. While that is not the complete story, as I'm sure there will be a lot of money paid out for the place and show categories, but nonetheless, the Downs pocketed many millions of dollars. The rule remains, the house wins. Significantly longer odds, but check out our history and comment page on patreon.com slash Chinese astronomers observe a sunspot in 28 BC. This may not be the first, but certainly one of the earliest. Explorer Amerigo Vespucci is believed to depart the Spanish port city of Cadiz on his first voyage to the New World in 1497. He was the first to believe that Brazil is part of a new unknown continent. America is the Latinized form of his name. See, you do know a bit of Latin. 1503, Christopher Columbus visits the Cayman Islands and names them Las Tortugas, or the Turtles in English. 37 years after Columbus first located the New World, French explorer Jacques Cartier is still looking for a passage to Asia. He instead explores Newfoundland. The colonies are not the only folks criticizing King George in 1768. John Wilkes was a London journalist who severely raked the king in a published article. Wilkes lands in prison and his supporters riot. In a precursor to the Boston Tea Party, Parliament passes the Tea Act of 1773. It was a bit complicated. The British East India Company was in financial trouble and had warehouses full of tea. The American colonies preferred Dutch tea for its lower price. The Tea Act tried to set the British tea on par with the Dutch and force the colonies to purchase British tea. It did not work. The Barbary pirates declare war on the U.S. in 1801. They were not happy that President Jefferson refused to pay their extortion demands, as had been the habit for the first two presidents. Often we think of the Civil War in terms of Southern gentlemen and a lot of propriety, and it was in many sectors. Missouri and Kansas were not on that list. In fact, the Trans-Mississippi region was the scene of a great deal of irregular warfare. William Contrill was one of the partisan rangers who persecuted war on his own terms. In 1865, he is ambushed in Kentucky and mortally wounded. The Transcontinental Railroad is completed with the Golden Spike Ceremony at Promontory Summit, Utah. The event was delayed two days for weather and a labor dispute. Track workers on the Union Pacific had not been paid, and they barricaded UP President Thomas Durant's private car in a siding until he had money wired to pay them. Victoria Woodhull is the first woman to be nominated for President of the United States in 1872. Her candidacy might have had a stronger showing if she would have been old enough to actually be eligible, and women could have voted for her. The 19th Amendment granting women the right to vote was not ratified until August of 1920. Actor and dancer Fred Astaire is born in 1899. 
Mother Maybell Carter is born on a rural Virginia mountainside in 1909. The Carters were family musicians in the rural tradition, singing on front porches or church gatherings. In 1927, the Victor Talking Machine Company sent recording engineers on a tour of the South to find local performers to feature on their records. Maybell's brother-in-law sees a chance and the family auditions for the sessions in nearby Bristol. The rest is history. An early popular English guitarist, Burt Whedon, is born in 1920. He had a notable influence on Eric Clapton and Paul McCartney. A 29-year-old, J. Edgar Hoover, is appointed as the first director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation in 1924. While not the original intent, it will be a lifetime appointment. He will hold the office for 48 years. Of course, you're using some form of digital camera. That technology is based on a charge-couple device, or CCD. You can thank Georgie e. Smith, one of the developers of that device. Smith was born on this day in 1930. 1940, Winston Churchill is appointed Prime Minister following the resignation of Neville Chamberlain. This was a good thing for Britain. Chamberlain had taken a path of appeasement with Germany and may have contributed to the rise of the Third Reich. Rudolf Hess was Hitler's right-hand man in the rise of Nazi Germany. On this day in 1941, he flies a plane to Scotland and parachutes out near the residence of a member of the British Parliament he thought might be open to peace negotiations that would be friendly to Hitler. The whole affair was quite clandestine, as Hitler did not know about it before Hess landed. Hess was captured and tried as a war criminal. Unlike many, he escaped execution, but died in prison at the age of 93. Even that was under questionable circumstances. The first American V-2 rocket was launched at the White Sands Proving Ground in New Mexico in 1946. The V-2 was a German design, chiefly by Werner von Braun. Donovan was a popular singer in the mid-60s who had more success in his native Great Britain than here in the U.S. He is remembered for two songs, Colors and Mellow Yellow. Donovan Leach is 76 today. Another British export that might be more well-known, Dave Mason shares the day with Donovan. You may recall his song, We Just Disagree. Former Senator and Presidential Candidate Rick Santorum is 64. Santorum is an example of why decent people do not get far in politics. Far-left ideas are lauded, while any position to the right of dead middle is lampooned as quaint or extremism. Irish-born singer and songwriter Paul Hewson is 62 today. You may know him for his work with U2 under the name Bono. The first issue of The Incredible Hulk hits the newsstands in 1962. Not every research project the government attempted worked out well. The government and contractors were trying to develop essentially a wingless airplane. In 1967, on the 16th test flight, the Northrop M2F2 crashes. The crash and some actual footage was used in the television series The Six Million Dollar Man. In 1969, at the height of the Vietnam War, the assault on Hill 937 begins. This will become known as Hamburger Hill. Sony was a major player in video recorders, both in the consumer and broadcast markets, maybe more in the latter. In 1975, they introduced the Betamax recorder. Sony had introduced the first video cassette recorder to the professional market as the three-quarter inch U-Matic. JVC introduces a half-inch version to the consumer market in 1972. JVC's 
VHS standard and Sony's Betamax were not interchangeable. Marketing philosophies between the two manufacturers will allow VHS to become the standard until it's replaced with DVDs. Race car driver Helio Castroneves is 47 today. He's a four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500 and will be trying for a record fifth one later this month. Growing up in central Indiana, the 500 always seemed like a big deal in the 60s, even to folks who were not big sports fans. But with changing times and major races of many flavors each week, the greatest spectacle in racing is not what it once was. Traditionally, qualifying was a two-weekend affair, this year, there are questions if there will even be a 33-car field. There are only 33 entries for the race. Qualification is now a moot point. America, and in fact the world's desire for cheap products, has a long history of creating dangerous working conditions. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire in 1911 shocked the American public and resulted in changes in factory design and conditions especially as it related to fire. But our tragic lesson did not spread to the rest of the world. In 1993, the Cater Toy Factory duplicates the New York fire with even more tragic results. Cater was making stuffed toys for the U.S. market, including Disney and Mattel. Nelson Mandela becomes the first black president of South Africa in 1994. President George W. Bush is giving a speech in 2005 in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia. Someone in the crowd tosses a hand grenade. Unfortunately, Soviet arms had a high failure rate and it does not go off. The World Trade Center, or the Freedom Tower in New York City, becomes the tallest building in the Western world in 2003. That's history and comment for the 10th day of May. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.